This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So this is episode six of the Always Wolf Squadcast. It's a cracker, but apologies uh, if the sound quality is not the best. We did record it uh, remotely, so but it's still pretty good. So uh, hope you enjoy. So welcome back to the next edition of the Always Wolf Squadcast. Seems a bit of a while, and I am joined by Manny Singh. Hi, Manny. Manny, I'm here. How are you doing? Calm. <laughs> what's that keep calm and love samosas yeah keep calm and love samosas <laughs> oh, that's, that's was that said by the dementia people no actually amazon i tagged amazon in and uh, somebody wanted a delivery in london so i tagged amazon i said can you sort my deliveries in for, for me and amazon replied and says i'll tell you what we'll send you some gifts and they sent me a t-shirt and a mug um, fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, that's fantastic. And we're also joined again on this one uh, by the esteemed Kevin Rogers. How are you doing, Kevin? Uh, esteemed. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you again. Yeah, you doing well? Yeah, all good. Yeah, not quite climbing any walls just yet, but uh, yeah, good. So in this episode, you know, let's spread some positivity around the world because we've had... Obviously, so much negative stuff this this year, almost like we're living in a parallel universe. But finally, we've got Premier League football, not as we know it, to look forward to. So we're going to look forward to that, talk about a little bit of the uh, the transfer speculation and a bit of the news going on around Wolves. And of course, we've got some questions and some funny questions to answer at the end. So, guys... How are we feeling? How have we been coping like all the fans uh, in lockdown? And are we looking forward to the restart? Go, Kevin. <laughs> I don't think it's quite hit home yet. The, the, you know, in, in a week's time, we're going to be seeing our team again. It's not, it's not reality yet. Uh, so, but really, really excited just to get going. I mean... We've had the kind of lead up with all the the, the, the the German games and the Portuguese games, being you know able to see those, 
Um, even catching some Polish games recently. Um, so I can't wait. Can't wait to see the lads are back on the pitch. Oh, fantastic. And you, Manny? Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know what Kevin just said? It's going to be sort of different. Uh, you know Wolfgang, who um, uh, has got a Twitter account? He does the Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you go on his Twitter, he's done like a wall chart, like a World Cup wall chart of all the fixtures. And it actually feels like a mini World Cup, but yeah. with your club. Because we can't go there. We're going to be watching it on TV. So there's a, there's a, a bit of a togetherness about actually watching it on the TV and it being in the summer. It's a new experience, isn't it? So we need to... Yeah, we're all disappointed we can't be there, but we can embrace it and make it really, really good. And we've got, you know, the weather's been fairly good and, you know, I'm sure it will be a positive thing and um, uh, um, bring people back to uh, and occupy their minds with slugging off the players rather than everything else. <laughs> well, the Euros would have actually started, I think, yesterday. I think the first game of the Euros, which was Euro 2021 there, but Euro 2020 would have started yesterday. It kind of is, kind of like what you're saying, really. Football yeah. in the summer, OK, we're not going to be in the stadium. But I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm so glad that we're actually going to finish it this way rather than yeah. points the game way. And at least you can finish it on the pitch, OK, without fans and stuff like that. But... Interesting. So, how are you going to be watching the games? Just like this day, to be honest, we haven't got really any special plans. The boys will be with me and um, uh, we'll watch it at home. But, you know, we're mad. We'll dress up like we're dressing up for a match. We will. And we'll, well sit on the TV and we'll cheer and shout and we'll scream and bawl and we'll, we'll say that's a wrong substitution. We'll have a go at VAR. We'll do all the same things, don't worry. <laughs> And I've heard that Sky um, have come out, I think I mentioned it on my latest vlog, that they're going to be teaming up with EA Sports to create um, atmosphere. Uh, and there's going to be an in-app in, in thing where you can interact with each other. You can press the button to ask for the chance to be played or something along that line. Um, and Wolves, have, of course, have done this mosaic flag, haven't they, which is going over the South Bank uh, which you can have your faces on or faces of friends or past loved ones and stuff. And there's some uh, places looking to get the cardboard cutouts, ain't they? Uh, it's really interesting. I think the, 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 there's some uh, interesting characters being submitted to be on the mosaic. But I think they're <laughs> uh, quite heavily vetting them. So I don't uh, think we're going to see uh, Harold Shipman next to Dominic Cummins just yet. I know, and apparently yeah. the uh, the Tiger King and Carol Baskin was on there, and all sorts of people like that as well. But yeah, they are. Imagine, imagine actually paying seven pound and putting a picture like that on, knowing that it was going to be filtered, and you're not going to get your money back. You know, that was all. What I think is lovely, though, is is some of the other things that the people have, have submitted uh, oh. pictures of, of, of people that have passed on yeah. that, that that haven't experienced. This, this amazing time that, that we're experiencing at the moment. Yeah. Their loved ones can be part of the crowd. That's just I've, done that. I've done a picture of my dad uh, with Bill, who passed yeah. away. I used to be on, a lot on my channels, aka Sean Connery, and I've sent a picture of us because we never had that chance to, you know, be together in the state because he passed away so suddenly. We were hoping he was going to at least have a bit more time. So kind of, it's kind of nice in a way that, we can't be there, and obviously he can't be there, but we can be in the stadium those last few times together. And it's quite emotional, actually, that is, that we can, can do that. And I appreciate that Wolves have done something like that as well. 
Yeah. Um, surprise us, do they, with their their ingenuity and and being the first at doing lots of things that, that are yeah. just fantastic. Everyone's sort of jumped on the bandwagon since, like you know, because it is a positive thing. But you know, whether it's match day experience, whether it's you know our players leading the way in the generosity they showed through the, the crisis and helping the NHS and the foundation. You saw a lot of that inspired other clubs to do the same. People have a go at other clubs for then doing it afterwards. You shouldn't have a go. You should actually applaud them and you should be proud that your club was the first. Well, how many people were taking the, the mickey out of our fireworks yeah. and then our light show? Everyone follows it, don't they? It's match day experience. It creates that atmosphere, and it's great. I think the uh, Wolves have done really well over the, the lockdown with some of the uh, old matches that they've played and brought on. We've been able to watch. Uh, then, obviously, the media team's done a great job as well. The foundation have continued their work, um, helping people, especially people like obviously isolated with mental health. And the foundation, I know, have done a lot of work. Um, helping lots and lots of people and, and you've got to be and, and like you say Manny, Boson, the players as well have done their own bit and you've got to be proud of the club and all of the stuff the fans have been doing as well uh, in this hard hard time but it's as, as you say it's really nice now to be able to look and focus again on some football so <laughs> we've got three matches we've got we've got nine matches to the end of the yep. season I'm just going to Give you. We've had one question come on Twitter for the question, so it gives you a chance to think about this. How many points are we going to get to the end of the season, and what points are we going to finish up on in the nine matches? And do you think um, where do you think we're going to finish? That's for the end of the podcast. So think about that. But we're going to look ahead um, to the next three games in June because uh, I'm sure we'll come back um, for the next round of fixtures after that to talk about how we've been feeling about. Um, the actual watching experience and also looking ahead to the remainder of the games in July um, after that period. So West Ham this weekend, uh, well not this weekend, next weekend in the uh, the London Stadium, massive stadium. How are we uh, feeling about that? Um, obviously Wolves have got another friendly, I think, as we're recording this this afternoon against Birmingham. Is that right? Yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they lost the, the initial friendly, didn't they, against Forest? What do you think and what do you expect for the West Ham game, Manny? I think if we go back to where we were before the crisis, if we played West Ham away, we'd all be fairly confident of going there and putting on a strong performance and, and, and looking to win the match. Obviously, the gap has probably changed things for everybody. So it is a bit like a pre-season ending and the first game. And the first game after a gap can always be quite a tricky thing. Oh, yeah. I, I suppose every team, we didn't really suffer from injuries, remember. We, we're very blessed in that department. We had but, Johnny Otto was out, wasn't he? Yeah, not, but nothing really serious. But most of the clubs, they were, and that, that was curtailing their season. And um, uh, they've managed, other clubs have managed you know, to get players back. Top uh, and strong. So it is a bit more of an even kill, I think. I think we'll win because I just, just think we've got too much for a club like West Ham. I think our players are, are better than theirs. But... <laughs> Yeah. I love it when we talk, when we say that now we're like we've got too much away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. You 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 line that West Ham team up and you line Nuno's team up. We're not being biased because we're Wolves fans. Not many of them you'll draft into your team. 
actually you you'd struggle to name a lot of them you know so and i'm sure their fans would name most of our players so yeah i'm i'm fairly confident what we're predicting what's your score prediction for west ham i'll just go for a, a tight match um two one but i think we'll win and kevin what are, what are your thoughts on the the west ham game well i'm, I'm just ultra positive about this i think one of the, one of the one of the again one of the real positives i think I've taken out from this this horrible situation is a chance just to to reflect on on things that we we've taken for granted, and we almost take for granted what brilliant players we've got now. Amazing. And you watch some of the the training sessions and you think, oh my God, he actually plays for us. And then you start to see some of the the peripheral players now, and you, you know somebody like Pedence. He is just astonishing. He's an amazing player. He's got a big future when he gets into the side, isn't and, he? You know, we, we, we've kind of just taken these players for granted and don't realise how good they are. As, as Manny was saying, I just think we, we player for player, we're just way too good for, for West Ham. So what are you going for then? Um, I, it, it's going to be a typical Nuno game, 2-0. 2-0. See, I'm a little bit more uh, cautious because I'm not necessarily... Oh, positivity, Dave. Positivity. I, am, I am positive. I am positive. You know I'm positive. I am. <laughs> West Ham are used to playing in a stadium with no atmosphere, aren't they? Let's face it. Probably <laughs> just another home game for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any West Ham fans. It's a bit of banter. You've got a fantastic stadium. I went there, but like the atmosphere isn't really... Great. Most of our cards agree, don't It might play in their favour in that way. Wolves are not necessarily the fastest starters after a break. Um, so I'm going to be a bit more cautious. I'll, I'll, I'm hoping we can win, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll take a point for the first, for the first game, a one-one. But I'm hoping we do get the win. So I'm being a little bit more cautious on that, uh, that first fixture. Um, and that's going to be followed up, isn't it, against. Um, a home game at Molyneux, um, yeah. which would be amazing to see him playing. Uh, and that's at home to uh, Bournemouth. We'll go with you first, Kev, on the Bournemouth one. What, what are your thoughts about that? No competition, is there really? It's 3-0. It's 3-0? Three 3-0. Nil. Three nil. Oh, I, I love Kev. You Kev, you know that sign you've got behind you? Yeah, I love that sign that you've got behind you. <laughs> Have you seen this? The peace one. For Bournemouth. Um, now, what one of the things that, that's come out of the the German uh, restart is the home advantage has really been taken away yeah. because of the, the lack of stadium. But that, that's not a problem for us. We've actually got a better away record, haven't we, than than, than home record? Um, but I just think you, you see the hunger in the players. They just want to get on with it, and they they really want to go. And I just it's three 0 3-0. Well, before the lockdown, um, we, uh, you know, this these matches, when we saw them, West Ham and Bournemouth, we thought this is the time to put the, the foot on the gas and really put a bit of pressure on those top four sides and, and maybe even, you know, threaten that position. So, uh, again, I think that Bournemouth game will, will really hit us because most fans attend the home games, not many go away. So, um, that one will be the one where I think people will be a little bit emotional seeing their club playing at their home 
stadium and not being able to go. So, um, and um, I'm sure the players are going to really, really, really rise to that occasion. So I'm confident, like Kevin, I think we'll win that game comfortably. I just can't see any other. Just can't see any other result because. Go on, just, then score prediction. Oh, I'll, I'll go for two 0 but a, a comfortable two 0 I'm actually about that game because we we were due to be head coach sponsors, so oh, chance to uh, to talk to Nuno. Oh no, that and the last time we did that was a couple of years ago, and we had um, we had just played Cardiff back oh. in the championship, yeah. and uh, Nuno's comments about Warnock were just hysterical. <laughs> were they? Oh, absolutely! Is it ever play like a Warnock team? No wonder, no wonder he got his own back in the away match. Then. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> around the pitch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... To be in his presence is just like you're in awe. He's got, a, he's got, he's got an aura around him, hasn't he? A presence. It's a beard, lad. It's a beard. Lad. It's, a beard. <laughs> it's a beard thing. <laughs> That's where we're going, Rook. Kev, we need to grow a beard. Which what we need to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and uh, make it a, a triple on this one because I do think that we'll be really starting to get into our stride. I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with a three 0 as well for Bournemouth. I think. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with the uh, the three 0 So you two have got us on six points so far, and I'm on four. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, then we've got that. Um, the game we've been waiting for for like forever in Villa, which is going to be a massive game for them as well, because um, obviously fighting down the bottom, uh, they will have. Is it McGann or McGinn or back? McGinn's sort of back, isn't he? I think. Yeah. yeah. So obviously Midlands derby, all the the mind the gap derby. Um, what we go with you first, Manny? Villa Park. That's the flat for me again. Player for player, I I don't have any worries against them, and I think their defence is very frail. But just imagine like a derby of that level, because it has become our only derby. Let's be honest. So it is it is a high profile game, but zero fans, and and derbies are made by the atmosphere and the raucous nature and the singing and having to go at each other and the banter, and that's going to be missing. So I think. That will level things out a lot. And Villa playing at home, I think it won't be as easy as we think it would be. I think we totally annihilated them at home. Yeah. You know, we, 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 to be honest, the scoreline was flattering to Villa the way we played at home. Um, uh, we should have beaten them by many more goals. So uh, possibly that could be where we probably drop our first points of the season and, and maybe get a draw. Um, it won't. I don't think it will be as easy as all that. To be fair. So, what are your score prediction for that one then? I'll go for 1 1. Seven one, points. Not one, a bad one, one. Okay, seven points from the first three. And Kev? Well, if Bournemouth haven't got a chance, Villa have even got less of a chance. Oh, I love Kev. I love him. I mean, have you got Nuno in your bedroom? <laughs> their team. Really? They have got no chance at all. And. Okay, I'm going to be a bit generous to them. Although we said home advantage is less of a, an issue these days. I think Nuno, again, will play it a bit cautious. But they're not going to score against us. They haven't got a striker. Their well, defence yeah. is absolutely appalling. And even though they've got John McGinn back, really against Neves and Moutinho? 
Come on. Oh, I can't wait for Villa fans to watch this bit. Absolutely <laughs> no chance at all. But I'm kind of being generous to them 2 0, Wolves. So you're going for nine points out the first three games. That would be amazing, to be honest. Yeah. I'm kind of like interested with this one because it, like, I think Manny touched on it, and that is the fact that had it been at Villa Park in a full stadium, the atmosphere for Wolves pushing for that those top places, Villa fighting for survival, the local rivalry, the fans in the stadium, it would have been raucous, wouldn't it? And that's oh. kind of massively going to be taken out of um, it's massively going to be taken out the out of us so I think that's going to level it quite a lot and that's going to take that advantage away from Villa I think Villa are you know are, are capable of pulling out results McGinn I think has been quite influential when he's played but sometimes he does go missing but him and Grealish it's going to be a battle but I'm going to go for a, a win for Wolves on this one Two, one. so um I'm going to go with seven points from the first three. Manny, you're seven. And Kevin's nine. I love Kevin. We've won the league. And Kevin's <laughs> nine. Honestly, our, our traditional rivals haven't got where we're at now. That they, they can only look on and weep. Yeah. <laughs> we we are we're just on a different level now. Well, to be honest, these three games, like just before the lockdown, I saw the three games and I think I looked at them and I thought, wow, what a chance! Really, to try and win all three. And and I would have probably been satisfied with seven out of nine points, so that's probably why I've gone that way. But they are we're better than all three sides. We know that. Let's be they honest. They are all winnable games. In fact, pretty much every fixture to the end of the season, you could make a case for Wolves winning every single one of them. Yeah. Um, points prediction. Well, can't wait for that. <laughs> so you know, Kevin thinks we're going to get. Kevin thinks we're going to get thirty out of twenty-seven. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. So yeah, there's a few match day changes, like the, the you know with the balls being cleaned, the goalposts being cleaned. Uh, the teams are going to come out separately to each other rather than together. They're not doing the handshakes. They're still doing the toying costume, the the music. They've got no ball boys, and of course the one thing that we've got is there's going to be nine substitutes on the bench now instead of like seven, and that each team can make five substitutes during the game. Um, I think the reason FIFA brought that in, the Premier League have adopted it, is more to do with the fact because of the fitness levels, they can make five substitutes, but they can't make them like one at a time. They can only make three changes throughout the game, so at half-time or whenever. So they can't, otherwise it slow the game down too much. What do you think about uh, the depth of the Wolves squad compared to some of the other squads? Because uh, we have got a tight squad and the amount of uh, substitutes, do you think that will affect Wolves or help us or not indifferent? I don't think it's about qu qu quantity, Dave. It's about quality, about who you can bring on. You know, if, if, we, if we look at somebody like Pedro Neto, the guy is developing into a beast. He's changing and... So do we bring Pedro Neto on for Jota? Does that weaken the team? No. I love Pedro Neto. He's been my big surprise of the season. I... And then we know we've got Jordao coming back to, yeah. to fit this. Uh, Pedence. <laughs> even, at the back, even at the back, Kevin, you bring um, Max Norman on, you know, in, in defence. And every time he's played, he's looked assured and 
controlled and comfortable. So that was also bought through Christian Marquez, hasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And again, he he looks set for a seventeen-year-old. He, he looks an immense that's player. Fair. It's got a lot of potential. Do you think it's a big? These last nine games are going to be massive, really, for um, uh, Morgan Gibbs White. As it's, you know what happened in. Uh, we don't want to touch on negativity, but he made a mistake. We all know he made a mistake, and and um, uh, you know, and in, I don't think Nuno forgives things like that very easily. He's really strong on discipline and and re remaining humble. You know, I think was it Pedence who said um, uh, his first interview sort of mentioned Champions League, and Nuno brought him down a peg straight away, saying, you know, next game. That's all we're concentrating on. We're not talking about the Champions League. And, and then suddenly realised the kind of... So I think for Morgan Gibbs-White, it's it might be a bit of a, a last chance saloon, you know, um, these nine games. And if he does get on, because... He has got so it, much ability. He has got, he has got lots of talent. Well, we've had lots of players that have had lots of talent. Mentality has to go with talent. I'm sure he's a, a brilliant lad. He's young at the end of the day. We've all been young and you're a bit foolish and you do things wrong. And I'm sure, um, even though the club didn't officially punish him, I'm sure Nuno has punished him, as in maybe spoke to him or given him a few stern words. So I don't think he'd do... I think he will learn a lot from that. And you've got to, like I say, he's young. I, I think Morgan, he's a local lad in there. He's got a lot of ability. We've seen flashes of it that yeah, couple of games last season. Uh, he's going to be needed with the five substitutes and the changes he can do. And his energy, if he can perform like he can, he could make a big difference, especially with it. Because Wolves, you know, you look at the likes of some of the teams in the top six that we're chasing and the depth of options that they have. And we have got quality, but we get injuries, you know, we sometimes could struggle. You to know what, um, uh, as, um, and Dave, um, Nuno, if you look at it, he never changed. He's got his base formula. It's not worrying him that he can't bring on five or six players. Not uh, He's come back from Europe on a Thursday and played the same side on a Sunday and beat the champions. He, he's confident. He's, he's, the, the players are fit. They're well. They're rested. I don't think Nuno's too bothered bothered about that. No, it won't be. No. It'll just be positive. And they'll all be, the one thing that you can say about this Wolves team is the, the togetherness that they've got, the way they play. And let's face it, guys, you know, we're sitting, what is it? Six at the moment. Uh, obviously, there's the Sheffield uh, game uh, in the week, which could change that. But we're six. Uh, we're close to that fifth position, which is within striking distance and the Champions League. And, you know, there's a few people come out that said, this, with the fixtures that Wolves have got, if we can like what we're talking about, on paper, and obviously, it's the old thing, it's not paid on paper. Wolves could sneak that fourth place. Why can't we do it? You know, it's possible. We've had, we've got of all the top six. We've only got one. That's Chelsea. Last match of the season, which I've always said could be a Champions League decider. That last match, it could well be. Yeah. So who's to say we can't? We're, we're going to obviously look at that. But you think that the um, it'd be interesting to see how the substitutions and of course we will have VAR back. Maybe we'll, our luck will change a little bit. <laughs> we haven't talked about it for so long, but it's going to rear its head again, isn't it? Oh, it's going to happen. First day. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what the stocks and how they implement that and how it affects all. Because we've had, on the VAR table, we would be, I think, sort of like five or six points higher up 
now. So be, they do say it evens itself out. I haven't seen much sort of that yet. So maybe in the last nine matches, we'll get a bit of evening out. So that's obviously our positive predictions. I love the positivity. Before we go on to um, talking about some transfer speculation, it is, Manny, is it not that um, a very special day for you as we're recording this today? Well, obviously it's podcast day, which is a day I always look forward to, Dave. <laughs> there is my 22nd wedding anniversary, believe it or not, today. So oh, fantastic. Here we are, and we're going to celebrate it with a trip to the kitchen. Um, where we'll have a meal together. Now, my wife's actually working at the moment in, in a, another room somewhere else. She works on Saturday morning. All right. In about, uh, about 40 minutes. So, um, uh, this is my time with you. Guys. Anyway, we're going to pass today then for that. That's fair enough. Well, um, happy anniversary uh, from obviously ourselves, and I'm sure everyone that's wishing and not, that listening and watching uh, will also in the comment section or on the uh, podcast send uh, many happy returns for the 22nd wedding anniversary for you. I'm trying to catch up Kev, but he keeps moving ahead. I don't <laughs> know how that happens. <laughs> Fantastic. So um, I think the next thing that we should look at really, not too much in depth uh, on what's coming in. There's a lot of speculation about players that Wolves are looking at. It seems we're linked with so many. And we could go on and do a separate podcast just on that on its own. But there's been so much, hasn't there, about Raul going to Juventus, to all of these teams. Traore being courted by Liverpool, Neves, Tottenham. You know, what are your thoughts on, on all that? I mean, some newspaper, and I couldn't believe that they put it out, said we were looking at selling Raul for 18 million. I mean, seriously, 18 million. That wouldn't buy his right toe. <laughs> it's just astonishing, isn't it, that, that, that any serious journalist could actually think that was reality. Um, I, I think the, the current situation um, is going to be a, a bit of a big reset button on, on transfer fees, certainly in, in, in the short term. You know, if, if, if Liverpool aren't willing to spend 50-odd million on Timo Werner, then... What's the likelihood of them spending absolutely massive on either on Neves, because Neves has been linked with Liverpool, hasn't he? And then Traore. And, and you know, Traore, Fosen do not need to sell. Well, they don't. No. So, you know, they're they, they serious businessmen. Um, so, every player has got his price, hasn't he? And, you know, Wolves will, will, will have a, a backup plan if one of these players moves on. Um, but I just, I just can't see it. I, I really can't. This, wherever the next transfer window Man, is. He's probably knows anyway. He's probably had a chat with Raul about it already. <laughs> <laughs> he loves this. He wants his baby born at Newcross. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I mean, I think he sent a message, both him and Daniela, didn't they? I mean, they are lovely. Um, and when they, they put like the little wolf on her belly and stuff, just after the speculation and, you know... <sighs> You know what? Sometimes people think when um, uh, you're rich and famous that you don't want to live a simple life. And, and, and if you see um, uh, some of the, um, during lockdown, if you saw some of the players' uh, profiles or their stories or their, their posts, it was quite humbling to see the kind of surroundings that some of them live in. Diego Jota's gardens, like, 
really small, isn't it? And he was doing all his training in there. You see my team house in Portugal, though. Wow. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a mountain, that was. What a fantastic, beautiful house. Yeah, it just proves that these guys actually only want the same things as we want. They just want a bit of peace, a bit of, you know, love, play around with their family. And they, they seem very grounded. You know, whether that's part of the recruitment strategy, the type of character that they try and attract. We don't have many guys who get filmed going into, you know, clubs or, or whatever or this or that. They, they just do very simple, homely things. And, and as long as they have that, I think they, they generally seem satisfied. They don't want to last forever, obviously. They're not going to. And, and one day Raul might want to go back to Mexico and play for a club there or... Uh, try his hand again. Well, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd want to go back and um, play for Club America to finish his career. I think you're right, man. I think that the, the players, uh, particularly the, the Portuguese players, uh, you know, even you know, Sais and 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 and, and Raul have really fitted into to, to the to the community here. You know, I've, 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 the coaching staff as well. I've lost count of the number of times I've seen the coaching staff. Yeah. Just going around the streets around here on the bikes. On the bikes, yeah. Just going for a bike ride. Yeah, yeah. It's just incredible. And you think, oh my God, look who's there. Look who's there. Yeah. But they've really embraced the community. I think with the uh, the players and looking at Raul, he's probably, is he 29, Raul? Yeah. Yes, I think so. He's, out of all the players, he's the one we're probably thinking, I've got one big move left. Now, if, if it was somewhere like Juventus or Real Madrid or maybe Barcelona and they came in, I mean, that might be something that he would be interested in doing. They're big clubs. He's also a Spanish speaker playing in the league. But I think he is quite settled. I don't necessarily see him going to anyone else in the Premier League. The other thing is, like what you said, Kev, why would Wolves sell? Role. He is integral to the way we play. He holds the ball up, he scores, he does everything. And we haven't even got a backup for him, let alone a replacement for him at the moment, really. I watched a Benfica game the other day, and you know, there's all this speculation about Vinicius, isn't there? Yeah. 100 million. He's not in the same league as Raul, and he's certainly not the type of player that would fit into Nuno's team. He's not mobile enough. So, so we, you know, the need that replacement. And I, I just think Nuno. Let's be honest. Even Raúl, when he came, remember when he came, he had a World Cup, and he wasn't that good at the World Cup. He was okay, and everybody thought, oh, okay, let's see. Nuno's a magic man. <laughs> he does things with players. Trust me. Try already last season to this year. I think you know. I, I've got complete faith that even if we did, let's be honest. Um, uh, Raúl was asked a question in a. In a, I think it was a Spanish interview, and they asked him about Barcelona or Real Madrid. Like any player would say, no, I'm not interested in Barcelona or Real Madrid. Everybody would say, oh, wow, what an opportunity that would be. So it's a, quite a natural answer he gave them. But I just, I do trust that our key is Nuno. And if we keep him, he's got the ability to bring players in that we might not necessarily agree with. And he always improves players as well. He improves and he gets them better. Or he quickly makes his mind up and ships them back out again and brings an echo in. Like Catroni, for example. The thing thing as well with Traore as well, I mean, and, and he is such an impact player and he's really developed. Traore's been a bit of a journeyman, I think, to him, he's had one really good season so far this season. He needs to stay. He's still young. 
and continue to develop it. He's often jumped and jumped, and he'd be moved again. He could be ended up going backwards. I think he's yeah. moving forwards with Wolves. Nevers would be the one that I'd be more worried about because he's been here the longest um, yeah, out of all of uh, all of those. He's, I think it's fourth season, next season, and stuff. So he, that might be the one out of the three that I'd worry about potentially more. Because, yeah. But again, if Wolves were to get uh, Champions League for next season, either winning the Europa League or qualifying, again, Wolves' ambitions would be continuing to develop with his ambitions. So that's my thought. Jot is another one that you worry about. There will probably be someone that we don't want to leave go. There always is, isn't there? But you trust in the process. And the other thing is, like what Manny said, and, and you said, Kev, they've got the money. I've, I've heard that they're going to be relaxing the FFP rules a little bit because of the um, the situation. And that would benefit Wolves because Fosun have been restricted on investing because of sticking within FFP. And also, we want to, they're building a team. Why would they sell their best players when they're building this team to win trophies and to win the Premier League? Everything goes on achievement at the end of the day. If we get relegated, everyone leaves. If we didn't have the season last season, we would have a number of players going elsewhere. So if we achieve, then you build. So if we get into the top five or get into the Champions League, let's be honest, the likelihood is we strengthen the team not dismantle it. And whether that means one or two leave and three or four come in, Nuno's vision and the club's vision will be, now we're in the Champions League, we have to make our pool stronger to compete. And I, I think, think Nuno has done that in the past, hasn't he? You know, we were all, I don't think there was a supporter that, that, that wasn't absolutely aghast when Barry Douglas left. Oh, everyone was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Wolves now, the media, the way that they the look at Wolves now, we've kind of now... They dismissed us, didn't they? And then they're kind of just like, oh, they've had a few good results. And now they're starting to really see the Wolves are serious about and t- about stepping up. And I think that's a good sign as well. And that, again, in terms, when players are looking at coming to Wolves, they look at the players that are there, how Wolves are doing, and they think, well, this is a journey we want to be part of as well. And it attracts the players, the quality, and it just keeps stepping it up. It's exciting the one player I have seen in that, that Benfica game, Ruben Diaz. My God, what a player. Like, we've been looking him before. Yeah, and yeah. you can see him just absolutely... The leader, leader, proper. ...riding into the, to the Wolves team. That right-sided defensive, absolutely superb, and, and plays the game how Nuno plays the game. We were linked with him in uh, this, the last summer window. Yeah, um, a lot of money. Again, I think what will help hold us back on... Those type of signings is the huge amount of money and the fees. Like Kevin says, I think there will be a bit of a step back by a lot of clubs. Because even ethically, you know, people have been placed on furlough. Even some clubs haven't, haven't coped as well as others. So it just doesn't sit right with, you know, somebody complaining about the situation. We're losing money and then spending £70 million on a player. You know, I just well, don't think... Spurs have taken out, is it £170 million loan? Yeah, I've like that, yeah. They've got a brand new stadium, they've just built it, they've got, it, they've got to pay for it, and suddenly this happens. So they've suffered for that, didn't they, for, for a number of years? Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, so there's quite a lot of speculation. I think we've covered, well, I think we'll talk about that again. I think we'll know, I think, more again as the weeks go by about that. But A lot of the speculation comes from the sun, and there you go. So, and agents put things out as well, don't they? They get them into the paper. So, They'll all pan out over time. 
Um, anyway, so I mean, no Premier League fight club can officially uh, buy someone until the 25th of July, I think. About the alcohol agreements and club, you can't transfer that. That's come out. So on to some other news and some light news regarding ourselves. Um, Manny, we're doing some hours of Saturday 5, is it, this one? It's 6, actually. We, we, we call, we've, had, we've had four main ones and we've done two takeaways, we call them. Samosa Saturday takeaway. And again, uh, the first one we did... You know, deck? Well, the thing is, it was funny because, you know, um, it just come up with the idea. We did it. We got about 60 houses last time and, and we went from Ironbridge to Stourbridge and there was um, seven volunteers and they all had a list of addresses to go to. Wonderful people. Uh, thank them so much for the help. And we, we, we had so many saying, what about my samosas? I missed out, I wanted some. And I was like, you know what? That's the hardest thing I've ever done in my marriage is go to my wife and say, we're going to cook samosas again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so she goes, how much? Said, 800. <laughs> so now, you know what? This time we've used a local business who are very local to us. And there's an old woman who owns it and she's, cooks them just like we do so she's opening back up on the 15th of june so we're going to use her and build her business back up as well so we're going to do a bit of cooking and we'll buy some from her as well day of the match and th thankfully the kickoffs at half past five was gives us time and we've got 75 houses i'm delivering to believe it or not i'm delivering to about four members of the foundation i'm delivering to susie perry's parents <laughs> she's yeah, brilliant. Everyone's just jumped on. And Kevin Thelwell, he's ordered some for his family and his daughter. And he's he's um, just a bit on Kevin. He's obviously got this job with New York Red Bulls, but never went because this happened. So he's stuck in his home, with nowhere to go, sort of directing a brand new club from Zoom. <laughs> you can't make it up again. Mad in it, mad in it. Well, that's great, and uh, obviously this will go out. And um, what's your capacity of houses that you can do? Well, we've we've, we've um, we had sixty last time. We're doing, I think, seventy-five. We've got in the list. Would have expected, but it's going to be a great event. I think we're going to head to raise another fifteen hundred quid from it. We did raise the similar amount last time. So I'm actually, believe it or not, uh, I'm off work at the moment, Kev and um, Dave. I suffer something called Bell's palsy, this side of the face. And my sort of jaw gets really numb every so often. And um, uh, Saturday night was quite a bad night for me. So told me to take some time off work and just relax and do things I like doing, which is this. <laughs> you know what work is like. Work is a stress, isn't it? It's a stress on your body. Mentally, I feel okay, but sometimes physically you can suffer. So I've got free time. I've took some time off and... Um, uh, We'll be um, cooking and um, serving the community and just bringing a few smiles, leading on to backing West Ham on Saturday evening. That'd be a perfect day, would it? Samosas. People yeah. probably be having their samosas watching the game as well, which would be amazing. Well done on that. I like the I like the new branding. Samosa, samosa Saturday takeaway. I love it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> the takeaway added to it. Oh, yeah. it's fantastic. Oh, I've got some good news as well. Um, my yeah, YouTube channel, my dad's and Dave Walls fan YouTube channel, my dad and and stuff like that, got has got actually been made a finalist in the um, the football 2020 football content awards 
as best club created for the Premier League, which is unbelievably... Well done on that. Congratulations, mate. At the final. Yeah, and the voting actually goes on up until... it's, it's There's fans' votes and then there's judges... 50-50, a bit like Eurovision, I think. And the final... Oh, we don't say Eurovision. We all always come uh, last. No, I'm going get nil points. We're up against like, the likes of uh, chan- massive channels from Liverpool, United, City, Tottenham. The the awards actually have been put back till November, even though the voting is actually at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in November. So um, all I would just say, if there's any people listening or watching it on the... Um, on the channel, please can you vote? You can vote on Instagram, uh, Twitter by tagging me, uh, or through the websites. And uh, let's hope we can bring it home for for the pack. Would be amazing to. I'm just really proud to. It's like being nominated. More than, more, uh, Kev, more than just voting for you and your channel, it's another chance for fans just to put our club on yeah. the map. We should be on the top table with all those clubs you've just beaten them. You just mentioned because we've absolutely murdered them on the pitch. So we can do it off the pitch as well. So, yeah, so that's brilliant news. And um, we've got to go on to some questions now. We've had a few questions come, but Manny, I think we've got a few on. uh, There's a couple of funny ones as well. Do you want to read them out and then we'll. Oh, let me just bring them up, Dave. If you've got any, I'll bring them up. Um, yeah, so whilst Manny's bringing those up, the main, one of the questions that come up was how many points are we going to get um, and where are we going to finish? Kev? 63 fourth. So you're going with 63 points and fourth. Yep. That's, that's 20 points. Oh, OK. 20 five points off Chelsea. We've got to play Chelsea. We're going to catch Chelsea. 28, 20 points. 20 points. Manny? You know what, Kevin? I actually... Um, uh, uh, I've tried to be as positive as, as possible as well. Obviously, you're going to drop points on the way and we'll probably lose a match somewhere where we'll go absolutely ballistic on Twitter for three days and t- shouting Nuno out. But we will, we will get, I think we'll get 20 points as well, overall. Interesting. Interesting, yeah, so. boys. No, no, I didn't. I've gone with 19 points. Oh, you're always negative. You I, <laughs> I want to give us more, but I'm going to like, I'll be really 19.62, and it'd be great if we can get fourth, but fifth. And what are you going for place wise? I don't know, but it's really hard to see the positioning. I think we'll finish fifth. So fifth, fifth, 63 points, and, I'm, and you're fourth and with uh, 63, and I've got 62. So we're very close to what we're all predicting. On a point per game base. You know what? Close. You know what, Dave? Yeah, call off the season, publish the table, and let's go for the championship. We'll just tell everyone now. This is how it is. We've qualified for the Champions League. I think with the, the signing of Bruno Fernandes, he, that's a massive signing for them. Yeah, and, yeah. And, they've improved and, a lot. Well, that's interesting. So, have you got these other questions, Mane? Well, you know what? I had him. Um, Who's asking? A very nice guy who, who posts a lot of positive comments um, uh, on Twitter, at KingWolf84. And he just wants to um, mention, again, um, and Kevin will have an input um, into the, the Wolves women. Obviously, yeah. you know, they their season, oh, devastating. You know, their manager has told his story about that he cried when he heard about the season being curtailed and all the effort he put in. But um, the positive side of it was they... 
managed to um, do a fundraiser between themselves where they uh, did a virtual bike ride from Compton in Wolverhampton to Compton in California, which was something like 5,300 miles or whatever. So all the girls got on their bikes, they got on their running shoes on and they raised a tremendous amount. And I think it's been price matched to buy them um, uh, by, by a local businesses as well um, for Compton Care. So huge congratulations for somebody in adversity doing something so so positive. Uh, and they are, I mean, and that shows a, a lot, as a, again, the spirit within their squad and the ethos of, uh, of what Wolves is about. I mean, I think it's so, it makes me actually really angry that the Women's League, the top two divisions, they've got placements and stuff like that and promotions and Wolves women who are so far ahead in their in their league. Can you imagine that happening to Liverpool in the Premier League? It, it seems really unfair because they... They were, they were dominating it. But then to take that, like you say, on the chin and then go and do that positivity says a lot about them. And hopefully they'll come back even stronger next year and win it even more convincingly. Because I think the Wolves women have got a great future. And I don't think it'll be too many seasons before with the investment that the club are putting in and the infrastructure and everything the foundation are doing to encourage girls into football. Um that we'll be getting a team into the top division of the uh, the women's game as well. I think that'll happen in due, in the next five years too. So well done, well done. Oh, I, think, yeah. uh, I think Fosen are really positive about about promoting the women's game within within the foundation. I mean, just just little things like the players don't actually have to pay to play now, which at that level is just absolutely unheard of. This is um, it. so it's just really positive support. The people. Uh, within the women's team are just amazing people. Um, and again, similar to the bonds that, 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 that the men's team have, it's, you know, it just shines through. I remember, I remember going to a match um, against Sporting Calsa. It was a cup match and it was raining that day. And, and we were sitting in the stand watching the women play and they were dominating the match. There was something like 5 nil up. And I was sitting right behind the bench and Dan, the coach, Matt Mamara, he came came over to me and shook my hand and started just having a chinwag about something else. And I'm like, your team's playing out there. You can't just... And he's a, such a lovely, lovely person and he's um, uh, really passionate about making such a difference. And we're, we're lucky to have people like that. Maybe but it also right. shows the the level of investment that is still required and we have to keep the focus on because... You know, um, we need more fans. Encourage them because all season. I think that will grow over time. I think, like with the women's game. Dave, if you've got Sunday, if you've got a Sunday off and you've got nothing to do, it's one pound. I'm definitely going to be doing a a couple of games next season. It's really, really, you know. We've got, yeah, we've got another question. Well, there aren't questions. This, this guy, at Jack Sparrow 3. It's hilarious. He's, 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 the guy, he, he, did, he did a lot of work with the modern new sleep out. Um, uh, probably saw him with the light bulb on his head with the bowler hat. Oh, he's a yeah. Right. Mad cat man. He actually works for Network Rail as a manager. Just uh, like everything, did not it? We're all mad who work on the railways. We go back like, nearly 20 years. So his questions are, so it's just quick, easy ones for both of you. Quick fire. Hamburger eggs, saucepan or microwave? Saucepan. Saucepan. I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Fingers as long as your legs or legs as long as your fingers? <laughs> fingers as long as your legs. I don't understand the question. Neither do I. <laughs> because <laughs> it's my <not a> question. <laughs> pie or a pasty? Oh, pie. Especially in the pucker. 
Pasty. I'm going pasty. Yeah, already know. <laughs> Bovril or soup? I always have a Bovril if I can. If it's cold at the match, so I'm going Bovril. Soup. Soup. Yeah, I think Bovril's on its way out. Dave, you need to move with the times. <laughs> There's a shortage of Marmite as well at the moment, isn't there? It isn't there. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Marmite panic buying. Good deal. Anyway, football mugs at work, mandatory. 100% yes. 100% yes. You have to wind the opposition up. I work in Salt Liam, um, Kev. It's all Birmingham and Aston Villa and a few Baggies fans. And we have, I've got Nuno stickers on the drawers. I've got the mugs out. I've had a scarf on the bloody day. I've had everything I have. No way we're not going to get our mugs out. All of our lads. <laughs> and there's one last one. There's another one here, isn't there? I think from John Holden, Manny. Um, that um, on the always wolves side, as when we tweeted that, said, Will players adjust their goal celebrations if there's no fans to interact with? I think there's a ruling on that, isn't there? They can't, they're not allowed to sort of gather together and jump on each other. I think it's, it's what it is, it's not a something to protect themselves because in the match they'll be jostling and pushing and shoving and doing all the normal things. I think it's just a gesture. Um, to send out to the world that social distancing is still a thing and we do respect it as much as we can. That's all it is, I think. I think we'll see some more creative goal celebrations. I'm, I'm oh, sure. definitely. What will Paul, you know what I feel, who I feel sorry for? It's Connor Cody. He must be devastating. Oh, I know. He runs half the length of the pitch to... Uh, he jumped on someone's back. What would he do? He'll just he'll just be there with his hands crossed like a sulky little kid thinking. Do, do, you know. do you think they'll play the chant? Is this a library? Is this a library? <laughs> would they well, that, you know, it's funny, isn't it? You know, but I mean like I mean at the end of the day, we just it's good to have something to look forward to, isn't it? As a as a fan, to be able to we haven't had that much to look forward to. We've had obviously everyone's been through their own personal journeys during this lockdown, and it, can you imagine when we can all get back together one day, hopefully at Molyneux as a pack? The hot to be what that I'll probably cry and be really emotional. You cry a lot, you know. It's it's our home, isn't it? It's our second home. Not to be able to go. And when we go and eventually can go back and support our team, it's going to be such an emotional, special day. And I look forward to that. What I said earlier, Dave, at this time, we miss things that we took for granted. Yeah. You know, meeting up with with our friends to go to the game. Um, That's so much part of it, isn't it? Part of the experience. Um, And I, I, I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait. I think half, half of the problems. Yeah, we can have a pint and have a cheese and onion cob and yeah. have a with our friends. You know, oh. Dave, um, uh, you know, we've, <clears throat> we've kept this really, really positive and we know there's problems out in the world and, and a lot of them stem from this. We're sort of locked around and we're not meeting people and we're not sitting around with our friends and we're not just having a chin wag and sorting things out like we used to, you know, and... Uh, when our minds are empty, they start playing and we see things on social media to influence us and the way they're portrayed. So, you know, meeting your friends, meeting your family. I'm a man of faith. I can't even go and pray, you know. So it's a big part of everyone's life that is being curtailed now. And football is, 
you know, a huge part of people's no, it's lives. It's massive. Built, you know, people spend, how much money did people actually spend this season? They wouldn't well, even look at their bank balances because it was huge, wasn't it? Going away, going to Europe and everything. And it's all, been, and it's all worth it. Yeah. And then that gave them the forum to just chat and talk and be with their mates and say hello to people and, and all that's gone missing. Well, we've got, we have got positive stuff to, to look forward to now and lots of like, hopefully the journey that we're going to be on over the next six weeks with the team and see where it end, we all end up. But at least a week today, as we record this, you'll be delivering, get ready to drop out your samosas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll all be looking forward to watching us, according to uh, Kev, hammer the hammers. And, it'll be some, and then we'll see where the journey takes us. But guys, it's been an absolute pleasure again having you on the podcast. I say we will all get together again after the first three fixtures to review those and see how the experience has been and share our thoughts with uh, the fans and maybe have another guest on. Uh, but Kev, how can people find you on socials? Um, I think just Kevin Rogers at Paycare um, on Twitter. Happy to connect. And you, Manny? Yeah, I mean, uh, on Twitter mainly and Facebook um, at Pedalsing. Manny Singh Kang, um, uh, yeah, I do post a lot and I do share a lot. That's sort of, you know, people ask me this morning, someone asked me, what's the ingredient to a successful marriage? And I, I posted something um, uh, just before we came on. A key ingredient to a long, long marriage is madness. And it's... it's oh, the I, love the I do love their music. <laughs> so I, I posted a picture of the house of fun. I'm hanging upside down from a crossbar yesterday with my boy. I posted a picture of I've that. I've seen that post. Yeah, yeah. I went on to get my cup of tea in the break. And that man Kevin was singing, singing songs in his garden with his um, wife. You know, what the hell was all that about and being filmed? So, you know, madness is actually a good thing. It actually, you know, people being a bit different and uh, a bit, you know, out of the box. It's, some, it's a release, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's just it something that comes naturally. So. Don't, don't take everything seriously in life and just enjoy the moment and, exactly. and live with some positivity. You've got to, and there are going to be some good moments. My socials, you can just get me on Twitter and, um, and Instagram and also my YouTube channel, Dazzling Dave. Boys, it's been an absolute joy uh, doing this. I've had, we'll always have a laugh when we do well, it. You know what, Dave? I just thought, here's an appeal. Oh, we, 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 I, want, I want a girl on the next podcast. I did try to find a girl. I did, <laughs> I, I did try and get one for this one. I will get a girl on for the next one, okay, to join us. I did, I did try. Um, yeah. We're a bit shy, but I'll play this little excerpt and see whether I, they, I can persuade them to get on to the next one. Brilliant. Okay, so that'll be fine. Absolutely. So from all of us, if you're watching it on YouTube, leave your comments below. Don't forget to wish... Manny, a happy birthday. Get behind some anniversary birthday. Happy anniversary uh, for him and his wife. Uh, I don't mind it being my 22nd birthday. I'll, I'll take that. And, uh, leave your comments below on, on, on what we've talked about. Leave your predictions for the uh, three games. Leave us um, a five star review on uh, iTunes or whatever you're listening to. And be safe. Get behind the team. Let's spread the positivity and the belief and have. A fun from all of us to you and your family, wherever you're listening or watching in the world. All the best and always walls.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.